0: Part two, this is new. What is this? Hey, we're splitting up these long pods. We figure we're giving you so much value. Some people, it's overwhelming. So we're splitting it up by topic. First part of the show was NFL talk. And don't miss it. Let's just say that. Fez had a pick. I had a pick. Mine was a little better. AJ had a pick. Oh, bad. (laughs) I mean, again. You didn't tell me it was bad. Well, all right. Mediocre. Okay. We'll give it. Uh, About as It was about like the Chargers last season. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Maybe not that good. It's got potential, but probably won't meet it. But you might think, oh, is it involving the Chargers? No, but there's a bias there associated with the Chargers. But you'll judge for yourself if you haven't listened already. Now, here, it's going to be some NBA talk, but first and more importantly, baseball. And Scott Seidenberg, who is our baseball guru— we have three different pillars of knowledge. One is Scott. Two is fan graphs and their projection system, which historically has been the most accurate projection system. Fez said earlier, no, I don't, I don't think it's good. I, I don't agree with the A's. Is, is that your analysis? They were so far off on the A's that I dismissed the rest of their projections. (laughs) Exactly. And then there's the Vegas market. That's the three pillars. We're going to see who agrees with what, with the extremes of baseball, First so Scott, looking at the data, I'm going to let you choose the first topic. Looking at the data, what jumps out at you as hey, this is noteworthy?
1: Well, I mean, Fez wants to talk about the A's and obviously they're one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in Major League Baseball. I would say the Royals are a little worse than them, and the Vegas market does have them at 49 and a half as their win total. And every So
0: 49 and a half for the rest of the, the year?
1: Yeah, they're their, their season-long win total. 49 and a half.
0: 49 and a half?
1: Yes. They're, they're like 16
2: and 53.
1: They're <laughs> 19 and 56. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. A- and they are on a trajectory right now to only win 41.6 games. But Fangraphs has them projected at 57. 538 has them also projected high 50s. So, right, so,
0: so let's be clear. 538, yeah. which uses an ELO math, mm-hmm. and Fangraphs are both. In one place, and Faz is saying they're correct. Nate Silver don't know Dick. Effectively, is what he's saying. <laughs>
2: that's pretty much what he's saying. Now, now wait a minute. Now, I've been following. I've been- checked the five thirty-eight because I've been following F- the fifty-one. 5- yeah, fifty-one that's updated now. Fifty-one okay. still higher than forty-nine and a half.
0: All right, all right, but,
2: but it's, it's not massive. fifty-seven. Okay, that's okay. a huge difference.
0: <laughs> okay, okay.
1: Yep, uh, but I do think that there's something to it. Uh, I think that they are obviously a bad team but I still think they're capable of winning 51 52 games. I really do. I don't think this is a 6 I don't think this is a 43 win team.
0: Can we agree that at a certain point when the call-ups happen, mm-hmm. that the distance between teams shrinks? No. Yeah. Well. No. No.
2: No. no. I right, be, be, because the bad teams will jettison their best player oftentimes. There's right.
1: nobody to jettison from the Oakland A's. This is a team that's building for the future with the that's roster, the that that they have right now, w- w-
3: would you argue that like the bad teams are more willing to play minor leaguers, prospects than the teams who are in contention who are still playing? Well, their, first, their... All,
0: yeah, they're not going to beat the. It's not like they're going to beat the contending teams all that much. Mm-hmm. The theory is amongst their Let's say we say, but. What are there? Two thirds of the teams aren't really contending. So amongst those two thirds, if you're the worst, it feels like your chance to beat the, from from two, you know, from two to I don't know, tw- let's say twenty, let's say twenty. Well, how many teams they, make they the changed, playoffs? They they
2: they changed the format.
0: Seven teams. Seven teams make the playoffs yeah, now. So 12. so so two so right, thirds of the teams are contenders to make the playoffs. Well, I don't know about two thirds. I mean, at least, at least, maybe more. I, what? I mean, you can say it. I don't agree. With, it doesn't make sense to me. Two thirds or more. So, pull up the probabilities of, of making. I the mean, I'm not saying right now. I'm yeah. saying when we get to the point where the call ups happen. I mean, l- let's just say this. What we know for sure is Fan gra- by by the studies that are out there. Fan Graphs is the best predictive model in existence that's public that anyone's ever seen. So, does it mean they're not right on this case? It's possible they're wrong. There's possible they're right. If Fez is this adamant, and, and the market is this adamant that it's wrong, I think this is probably one where it's wrong. Let's figure out why. I mean, to me, I want to figure out where the hole in the model is because we know it's a good model.
2: Well, I think you nailed it. That the, that the the fact that Oakland is moving to Vegas, mm-hmm. it, they have no home field advantage. They have no fans whatsoever. So this this is a team that. <laughs> I, to expect their players to play up to their their historical performance levels is unrealistic. They're well, the, totally unmotivated. Well,
1: this is a team that did get motivated over a week stretch and won, you know, six six, six six straight games. This is a team that has the ninth easiest strength of schedule remaining in all of major league baseball. Hmm. They're going to win games. It's, I'm not saying they're going to win a lot, Fez. I'm not saying they're going to win 60 games. They're still guaranteed to win 100, to lose 100 games. Guaranteed they will lose over 100 games. But if you're asking me if they win 50, if they finish the season with 50 wins, so the answer is yes. It'd be
0: 112 losses.
1: And the answer is yes, I believe they finish with 50 wins. That would go over
3: 49.5 so, for their win So total. basically,
2: year to date, they've won, what, 24% of the games? Something like that?
3: 19 and 56. Mm-hmm
2: and they basically have to win like 38 like 40% of their games going forward to get there right or 38%
1: they can go yeah they can go under 400 yeah
2: so they have to like their winning rate has to like go up by 50% the rest of the
0: year to go over uh, or, or you could say 5 games yeah, that's
2: true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I that mean, looks
0: more achievable, doesn't it? I, I mean, what I'm going to do is we can keep talking about the other teams. Yeah, I'm going to look, and, and I think I can figure this out. Is if a team is losing a good bit in the first half of the year, how what's their av- what's their record in the second half? And the run differential
2: is historically bad historically bad. No, I mean
0: dude, I don't know like what else can we say? Like like are you arguing with Fangraphs? Yes, but they mm. they can't argue back. Yeah, true. So I mean, do you, how much bets, how many bets do you have on this? Like 8. All right, so under. I've been but, but, tweeting it all. I've been tweeting it for 2 well, months. I'm tweeting not tweeting his cute, but I mean how how many bets have I, you made?
2: I played under 58, 57, 56, 55, 54 and 52 and 51.
1: I think you're good on every one of those. Except maybe the maybe the fifty-one. I think they I think they are going. To, I think fifty wins or fifty-one wins is a very accurate assessment for them for the for the finishing record. For the rest of the year,
0: but but hold on a second. They won like seven straight games, and now they've lost seven. So they've gone five hundred the last fourteen. The number had to be lower fourteen games ago. Before,
2: well, yes, there, it was. But All right, the, so
0: that doesn't line up with what you just said. Well,
2: they lost eleven in a row, then they won seven in a row, then but, they but lost. But when eight. they had
0: lost eleven in a row, at that point, they it was had as to be lowest, lower than it, the it was. Number.
2: It was like forty-five. Oh, you never, you it, never batted It then? was forty-five. You I never, did not. I did not.
0: Why was that? I thought at some point it was just re- it had gotten it had cratered to the point. But, of, but when it went back up, you said as they won games, you're saying I got to fade this team that's winning.
2: I, I actually did put, put one over forty seven a half bet in. Oh,
0: okay. Some story? Did. Cha- did you Ooh. tweet about that one though? I did not. Played back a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So, so here's what. No, well, he didn't play it back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you're he, saying you actually went under the forty seven too. I went, went over, over the, the forty seven a half. I went over. Oh. Hedging out, okay, <laughs> middling out. <laughs> well, I that, know, it's, it's one no, bet but, versus like nine bets. So, so you, it's about an eighty or a 90, 10 split with the amount of money in action. Yes, and listen, there's hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Got
1: now, we'll say this. So, what I did was uh, we have all these projections, and I try I look at a lot of analytical stats when I do my handicapping, and I tried to find what's. Never any non-analytical stats? Well, sure. Surface stats, I call them. (laughs) But I I look at a lot of expected numbers, and I try to see also what is a good predictive stat of team success. And I found uh, there's a sabermetric stat called RE24. I'm not going to get into the whole explanation of it. Oh, please do. Basically, (laughs) basically.
3: Please do and watch RJ leave the pod.
1: No, no, no. it's, It's about run expectancy. It's about what you do over the course of a game, over the, course of, over the course of each at-bat that changes the expected runs that you either score or, when you're the pitcher, the expected runs that you don't give up or you give up. Mm-hmm. Right? You have an average number, and then so teams that have a above zero are offensively scoring more runs than expected. Pitchers that are above zero are giving up less runs than expected. Last year, for an example— Dodgers were the number 1 offense in you take this stat runs uh, expected and they do a, a, a win expectancy chart with it mm-hmm. so it's called REW. Dodgers were number 1 offensively in that category. They were also number 1 pitching in that category. Well, they finished with the best record in Major League Baseball. Makes sense. Of the top 10 teams in offense last year, none of them were playoff teams. The only team was San Francisco was number 10. They missed the playoffs. In 2021, Houston and Tampa were one, well, Houston, Tampa, Giants, and Dodgers were the top four teams in offensive REW. All four teams were the top four teams, four records in Major League Baseball. The Dodgers and Giants were one and two in pitching. They had the top two best records in Major League Baseball that year. So over the past couple of years, this has been a correlation to which teams have had the regular season success.
0: At the end of the year. Yes. Okay.
1: Now, this year, I took a look at the standings and I took a look at the teams that where they rank offensively and defensively in this run expectancy win chart.
0: Mm -hmm. The Texas Theory is if someone's ranking high,
1: but their record doesn't show, show, or vice versa, I think that that's a team to bet on. Mm -hmm. If a team has a a good record, but their expectancy is, you know, their low production, I'm going to fade that team moving forward. So
0: the analogy would be like the Minnesota. Uh, Vikings last year, their underlying stats weren't good, but their record yeah. was, so we thought they were overrated.
1: So before I get into uh, a team that, you know, the teams and where they rank, I tried to find some best bets because best bets utilizing this information. And the one best bet that I'm going to give out right now is the Minnesota Twins to win the American League Central at minus 160. The Twins are the number one pitching REW team in Major League Baseball right now, which means that their pitchers based on this run expectancy average, are are preventing more runs than any team in Major League Baseball. And it's equating to more wins. Or it should be equating to more wins. They're currently in first place in their division by just one game over the Cleveland Guardians. If you look at the Guardians, pitching-wise, they're a top-10 team. They're eighth. Offensively, Cleveland is 26th in baseball.
0: Hmm.
1: Minnesota, meanwhile, middle of the road, 16-17. I think that that's the only team that's competing with them is the Guardians. I got the best pitching, preventative team in baseball, and the team that's chasing them or the only team that's their competition is one of the worst offenses in Major League Baseball. I give the edge to the pitching team in the Minnesota Twins. Twins are the only team in the Central as well with a positive run differential right now. Twins minus 160 to win the American League Central.
0: Okay, so in the preseason, who was the favorite in this division? Cleveland. Okay. They were close.
1: It so it was both close? Mm-hmm. So we'll, Preseason, I, the Twins were expected 84-and-a-half, Guardians 86-and-a-half.
0: Okay. Now, right now, what's the fangraphs projection for the end of the year?
1: Fangraphs projections have
2: the Got Twins, twins 82. 82, Cleveland 78,
1: 78 Guardians. Oh, so By fun. the way,
2: I apologies to Fangraphs. I've been like on my high horse talking about how wrong their Oakland projection is. I just looked at their numbers. Yeah. I literally agree with, or within a game or two,
0: every other team. Well, that's so we are just—they're going to breathe a sigh of relief. Oh, Thank the goodness. O- the
3: office—they're uh, <laughs> going to be popping yeah. champagne. He issued a formal apology. Don't worry, everybody.
0: Now, and I do think if there's any teams that's going to potentially be off, it's going to be the extremes. Like what? There's factors that the model mm. doesn't account for. in Well, theory. it took them a long
3: time to come around on Tampa, right? Like what's yeah. Tampa's number now? Uh, Tampa on FanGraphs is. 99. And what's the uh, the Vegas market? Right around 100. 100.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it,
3: it took them a long time to realize Tampa's the best team.
0: And it's always the challenge, right? If yeah. The Pirates had, we were leading at one point, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's
3: you know, a great example because the
2: Pirates were 10 games above 500, and they're going to be lucky to win 75.
0: In, now, my, in my experience, the analytics people in baseball are far ahead of any other sport. Yeah. So the idea of them doing more advanced than this, but regression analysis on all the factors and figuring out at what point things become significant. Mm-hmm. They've done that, mm-hmm. I strongly suspect. So
1: now here's another one. The Texas Rangers right now have the best record in the AL West, 45-28. and 28. They're five games ahead in first place, ahead of the Angels. Their projected win total, if you just go on the pace that they're winning at right now, is 101.3. I don't think they're gonna win 101.3, but the Vegas number is 92 and a half. Fan graphs is right there, 92 wins. But the Texas Rangers are the number one offense in this run expectancy win chart by a lot. Well, them in Tampa, and then everyone else is on a different level. And pitching, even without Jacob DeGrom, the Texas Rangers are fifth in Major League Baseball. In run expectancy wins, pitching wise.
2: So the markets are a little bit spooked because they're worried because Degrom's out for the year, obviously, and mm-hmm. and and he we, he didn't pitch as well as expected. But I think he won every start that he started this, this year. This
1: this team is not a fluke.
2: This so we're worried. Is I, th- I think the market is worried that. Degrom's going to exit the starting rotation. Now they're going to have to put a tomato can in, bring up the number six guy to fight. I just right? think
1: I just think the market's just high on a team like the Astros bouncing back. Uh, they see what Otani's doing in the Angels, and they just don't expect the Rangers to win 100 games. 92. I think the Rangers are going to win this division probably with 95, 96 wins,
2: and and I think it's the pre-flop anchor. To that's, Texas was supposed to be a 500 yes. team, and they and they're staying anchored to that. Feeling, which was just wrong. Now, here's a wrong.
1: non-numbers-based handicap on this. I, and I'm I, I'm the first one to admit fault here. Because before the season started, I had the Texas Rangers around a 500 team. Mm-hmm. And, and what I didn't, the, my mistake, and I think a lot of people made this mistake, was not factoring in the Bruce Bochy higher enough as manager. Mm. Bruce Bochy is a multiple World Series winning manager with a ton of experience and a ton of gravitas in a clubhouse it's the same effect as the reason why I was high on the Mets last year because they hired Buck Showalter to kind of right the ship. You had this team of talent that just needed a leader in the clubhouse to bring it all together. And so when you hire a guy that's a veteran, that's not one of these young 30-something-year-old yes-men that's just going to listen to whatever the general manager says, that's going to actually manage the team – the players respond to that. The Mets last year responded to Buck Walter, and I think the Texas Rangers this year are responding to Bruce Bochy.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So,
1: so I think that the, this Rangers team is a team that to, to play on e- even so.
0: Okay, so you got two picks you gave so far? Yeah, and I got one more. And real quick, what is the fan graphs? Uh, what is the projection for them by the end of the year?
1: 92, All right, and which is exactly what the Vegas number is.
0: And you're saying you like over? I
1: like over. Okay. And I love
0: mm-hmm.
2: I love Scott's. Just to summarize, Twins minus one sixty to win yep. the division. Love that. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: All right. And my next one is, is not a homer pick.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: But the New York Yankees over eighty nine and a half.
0: Ooh, ooh. Ooh.
1: The Yankees right now, even with Aaron Judge missing time, are still a number. They rank number twelve offensively in this REW stat.
0: But the, the, how many games has Judge missed this year?
1: Uh, he's missed the past two weeks, and they've also been without Giancarlo Stanton, without Josh Donaldson. You mean guys that get hurt? Harrison every year. Bader. Yes, yeah. they have not had a healthy lineup. Okay. Pitching wise, the Yankees rank seventh in REW. A lot of that thanks to Der- Garrett Cole, but their bullpen also has come around and is pitching well. What these analytical numbers and what these Vegas projections fail to include is injuries. The Yankees are getting healthier.
0: Well, why the Vegas numbers are going to include injury.
1: I don't think so, because Carlos Rodon is going to enter this rotation soon. He's been mm-hmm. throwing simulated games. This is a perennial Cy Young candidate that was one of the biggest signings in free agency for the Yankees. He enters this rotation now. That's going to make their pitching better. Pitching that's already ranked seventh in this stat is going to get better. The offense is going to get better once the lineup gets healthy. And the Yankees, we know when the trade deadline comes, they're going to be buyers and this they're is, gonna, this gonna is gonna really the key. Somebody.
2: I don't think Vegas reflect. They, they take a snapshot of here's what the team is, and here's what the projected but, guys coming but back. In from general,
0: injury. Fez, uh, over Yankees is a tough sell. At
1: eighty nine, I'm saying this is like the buy point now. At eighty nine and a half, what was the I, preseason
0: number?
2: Ninety three and a half. Back to what RJ was saying, little tax on the Yankees' 93-and-a-half well, number. Of but, course.
0: But, but wouldn't you say that the division is much tougher than expected? Boston's playing better, right? Yes. five hundred, But
2: they only play 13 games against each division opponent this year with the new schedule. Yes, but in their division,
1: the Baltimore Orioles have the third most difficult strength of schedule remaining in Major League Baseball. The Tampa Bay Rays have the fifth most no, difficult strength of schedule uh, we're not, remaining.
0: We're, we're not picking them to win the division, are we?
1: I'm just... Just picking them to win games between yeah, those teams so, so lose So Baltimore games. wins yeah.
0: or loses outside of the Yankees game, sure. it doesn't yeah, I guess really that matter, makes sense, right?
1: yeah. um, But as they see themselves closer and closer to first place, more likely to buy at the deadline, more likely for the team to get a if boost. But judge, if
0: Judge is out any extended time, yeah. I, I mean, not from this injury, but the mm-hmm. next one, it screws you, right? Yes. And what are the odds of him being pretty healthy the rest of the year? Like, can't be much better than 70%. And there's going to be at least, what, a third chance he's going to have major injury time? It seems history tells. Yeah, so when he comes back, what, what would you
2: set his over under? Miss 10 games, Scott, the rest of the year? Once he comes yeah, back? Something fair. like that?
0: Yeah, I don't like this one. It flies in the Looks like a red marble. In fact, mm-hmm. I got the green button now. You want to do it? Yeah. All right, so what's the number? No- uh, Fangraphs has. 89 halves the number. We're oh! <laughs> mm hmm. All right, so eighty nine and a half is that even is that five thirty
1: eight has them at ninety one.
0: Is that flat? Eighty
1: nine and a half, flat, yeah. It's minus so. one
0: ten each way. Yes, right. it was. Yeah, yep. all right, awesome. All right. So I have under, you have over, no group, mm-hmm. three hundred to win three. All right, Fez, if you want part of that, I'll I'll sell it to you at minus one thirty. Yeah, I'll take it. And
1: my pre <laughs> my pre number my preseason number was right was Equal to the Vegas number. I have 90, no, I, 94. I, mean, have I would
0: say, if, to be candid, I would say of all the time, I would randomly bet the Yankees under. Mm-hmm. And I think this is probably one of the lesser times. But to get it no vague, you know, that's what's the beauty of the no vague betting here is you don't you only need to think you're 50.5%, Right. Because then you win money. There's no vig.
2: I just think that this is. We not... need a betting
0: exchange in Vegas.
2: <laughs> yeah. I I can can, little can little R.J. Anyone. Bell set one up? Nah, but, yeah. I don't know about that. I'll get well, you
0: an account at,
1: at Sport Trade in Jersey.
0: Apparently, there's one in is Jersey. Is it profit? There's is it called? Pro- well. Is that the
1: same no, thing? No, it's called Sport Trade, and it's a uh, it's an exchange.
2: Okay, I've, I heard about Profit, so they, do they have two of them now? Or I, I guess. Mm.
0: But, guys, right. you don't go across state lines with any shenanigans. Well, well, of course not. I'm, no
2: way. I, unless I was traveling there, and then, of course, I could. Uh, exactly. which, yeah. We all know you like to vacation in Jersey. I'm, 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 it seems like I'm constantly on vacation <laughs> during the summer, like RJ tells me that every <laughs> year.
0: <laughs> Best Jersey again? That, that, that might have been as good as, uh, that's as funny as you've ever been right Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Fast <If that's interesting>. Jersey. <laughs> I mean, well, you go to Hoboken a good bit, right? See what, Sinatra's what, hometown. What's time? that?
2: What's that? Springsteen like, meet me tonight in Atlantic City. There yeah. you go. There
0: you go. Hey, I I liked Atlantic City back. Then. I liked the fact you had to have a knife if you walked on the boardwalk. <laughs> I mean, it kept, it kept you kept you keeps you honest. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So, repeat your three picks, and then we'll talk about some of these extremes.
1: So, Twins minus one hundred and sixty to win the American League Central. Love it. We're going over. 92-and-a-half on the Rangers, Texas Rangers, and over 89-and-a-half on the New York Yankees.
2: Damn. I, I like the Texas. He's going to go 2-and-1. I like Texas.
0: <laughs> but did you hear what what AJ said? Let me see. <laughs> That's rude, dude. I apologize.
2: So you've got a division winner. <laughs> they were <laughs> saying Boo earns. So So you have a division winner
0: and two teams to go over. Yep. All right. Okay, now let's look at some extremes here because this is what interests me. Where are the uh, most extreme variations from fan graphs to the current Vegas market? Um, so, Mackenzie, what, what column is that going to be? Uh, flip over to list two, when I have that in order. Okay. Awesome. List two. All right. We're so, we're list. saying the Baltimore is the biggest extreme to the positive, for example. No, that's for the preseason All right, the the expectations. Is pre-season expectations.
4: All right. I also got it on the screen there. Okay.
0: List, list two is on page three. That's confused. Page three. All right. So the A's. Okay. That makes sense. Here we go. So I'm going to uh, – we've talked the A's at length, mm-hmm. but just to be clear, the I don't care about the preseason, the projected, uh, Fangraph's projection, the Delta. Okay. So Vegas says 49.5 wins in total for their A's. Fan graph says 57. So that's 7.5 wins. All right, next, KC. Also, the second losing team, right? Or well, right there, right? Yeah. Is we're saying, Fangraft says 58, and KC says 52.5. Or I'm sorry, check that. Vegas says 52.5. What do you think? If you had to go over. Under. 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 So you actually. They're worse than the Orioles. Okay. I, lo- I love
2: under as well. I then, love under. They're they're worse, that they're, they're worse than Oakland. They, they're way worse
0: than Oakland. Or they, they, now. They, they have, have you bet this seven times?
2: I have. You should. They have a pitcher, I'll show you.
1: Jordan Lyles, who lost, or he didn't lose the game, but they lost the game that he started the other day. They are 0-15 in games that he has started this year. It's the longest losing streak for a single pitcher and team since 1900. They've lost the first 15 games he has stepped foot on the mound.
2: I gotta give credit to my friend Pastrami.
4: The but, poker yeah. player.
2: He he's literally I'm been hungry. been texting me like Fez. These Royals are god awful bad. You know, they, they, they just he says you can never bet on them. They're they're worse than Oakland.
0: I'm going to do a deep study because it's interesting. Now Pirates are next, and now it's down to two games of difference. So Pirates, they're optimistic on. Their and same.
2: and this is amazing. Look at this distribution. You like like there's literally almost every team is in line. Uh, on the on the um positive side except for these two teams.
0: Yeah, so really if you look at it, if we say three games or less. If, so if it's within a plus 3 or minus 3, um that's all but four teams. So it's A's and KC to the pro for the Fangraphs says for the teams. And then for the con for the teams, isn't it interesting? Two of the best teams. So we're seeing a clear build-in bias that Vegas over... And I got to tell you something. I think that FanGraphs is going to be right more times than not because mm-hmm. in general, people overreact to good starts and they, under- and they overreact both ways, positively and negatively. They're saying A's aren't as bad as they seem and KC's not as bad as they seem and Dodgers aren't as good as they seem and Astros aren't as good as they seem.
1: Now, I will say this about the Astros. I like... Playing a futures bet on the Astros. Not to go over the 91 wins, but I think that they're a wild card team. And once they get into the postseason, they're they're they can win the World Series. The Astros right now their biggest weakness is the lineup because they're they've been injured. They started the season. So, so
0: what are the odds right now to win the World Series?
1: Odds right now for the Astros to win the World Series 12 to 1.
0: Okay, so what is um
1: same uh, that's that's the four, look, fifth favorite.
0: Okay, so the question is, what are their odds to make the playoffs? Um, I'm guessing five thirty-eight. It's going to make that easy to see.
4: Let's see. We can keep going, but like to me, DraftKings has it. Yes, minus one sixty for the Astros. No, plus one forty.
1: Okay. And right now they have uh, so FanGraphs odds on them to uh, playoffs. Well, they have them finishing third place in the division with eighty-six wins. Okay,
0: let's use the odds,
1: uh, the betting odds. 538 to make the playoffs, 60%. Implied odds, 60%. All
0: right, perfect. So it it strikes me then, effectively, you're only getting like uh, 7.5 to 1 or so, or 8 to 1 or so, if they make, assuming they make the playoffs, because if they don't make the playoffs, you lose. Mm -hmm. But let's assume they do. Now, is 8 to 1 right? Or that doesn't, I mean, there can't be a big overlay there, can there? What do you think the odds should be? Right now? Yeah. No, if they do, let's say they make the oh, playoffs. Oh, once they make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah,
3: Once they make the playoffs, it'll be shorter than 10-1. to 1. But, I mean, like a What t- do you think it should be? 6-1? to one? But they'll have to play a wild card game, presumably, right? Yeah, they'll
2: be,
1: they'll yeah,
3: be a wild card Yeah, because we team. like Texas yep. over 92 and a half, and yeah. so if yeah. Houston
2: wins
0: 86, yeah. they're going to be in a wild card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I lo- I think in baseball, and it's I It's a wild
1: card be- series, not a game now. That's true. Remember, it's That's two, out, two out of three.
0: I think this has been a time in the past. The Cardinals, I mean, it's probably been 10 years. They were like uh, 999 to 1 because they were like five games out and uh, with like eight games to go or something. But it was such a jumbo payout that, yeah, the real tough part was getting in. But once they got in, they were offering them like crazy odds. This one feels like I like the idea of people met like Carolina to win the Super Bowl last year would have been an example. Well, people can't even comprehend it. Mm -hmm. But in truth, if they make the playoffs, all of a sudden now you can hedge out almost, even if they just make the playoffs. Oh, I think you could have. I I, Again, I don't... You know what this is like? It was a couple times in the NBA, I thought there was a a team down 0-2, that the the people might think to themselves, okay, what's the odds to win the series? Well, that's going to be something, if it's early, let's say second round, that's going to be very objective. You're going to have a number on that. But then, if they do win this series, they're going to be on such a hot streak. They're going to be so—the like odds to win the NBA Finals is better than you would have thought coming into that series. And certainly better. Once they're down 0-2, their power rating gets docked downward. Well, that's it. Yeah,
2: that's a good good point. But it does seem
0: like perception is, yeah, maybe they win this series, but they can't win the the title. But in truth, I think that they have a better chance to win the title if they came back than if they had just a normal Mm. series. Thus, I think you can find opportunities where people think it's a bridge too far. They think that that title is a bridge too far. But I just think Astros have such a pedigree that it's just not built in. I mean, it doesn't feel like... I mean, what do you think of the odds? I mean, if you, if it was twenty to one, I would love. Are, are, are we talking pennant
2: under World Series? I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention.
1: World Series is twelve to one.
2: World Series is twelve to one. You know, I, I go Plus back. I to I, the I, I can't get past that that it's so rare that a wildcard team has value unless, like you're saying, it's like a fifty to one type of thing, because. It's almost what their chance of winning the wildcard round 60%, and now they're on the road. And the, Phillies now they, went,
1: the Phillies went to the World Series last year they, from the wild card. I out.
2: understand, but now they got to blow their three best pitchers, right? To, or two, two, mm-hmm. a minimum their two best pitchers yep. just to get to the next round. And they get to play a team that might be a little bit rusty, but has their aces stacked against them sure. while they pitch their third and fourth starters.
1: So the thing that impresses me the most about Houston is their pitching is top three right now in my run expectancy win chart here on FanGraphs. The problem with them has been the lineup, which just hasn't been healthy. They started the season without Altuve for a month, and then when Altuve comes back, Jordan Alvarez, the MVP candidate, is out for over a month. Once they have a full healthy lineup, this is going to be the team that won the World Series last
0: year. They're
1: going to be good. They're going to exceed what they've been what doing do you think now.
0: Of the ninety-one though, because I'm thinking of batting under.
1: I would. I w- I don't think I'd go under.
2: Okay. Um, I'm not thrilled with the over. They're really scuffling. They were. They were. They, they. They. lost three in a row hosting the Cincinnati Reds, who have been playing great, yeah. mind you. But how? So how good are the?
1: Wh- wh- they're just so banged up now. They're how not.
2: good are the Reds? Yeah. How good are the Reds, Scott?
1: The Reds are feisty. They're young. They're. They're hungry. They're if you fun. Had, if
0: you had to play on them every game the rest of the year or fade them every game the rest of the year, what would you do?
1: Uh, on just because you're going to get them at dog prices a lot. So, but I, I, I think that I don't think that they're winning the division.
2: Uh, and Did Hunter Green just get hurt?
1: Yeah, Hunter Green's on the
3: aisle, Yes, they won. They've won ten That's games a in a row now, and they are. They have the third longest win streak. Twelve is the longest for a team that that lost a hundred games the year before, mm. and that was the Louisville Colonels. Ooh, uh, going all the way back to the 1800s. So
0: is uh, it weird? I'm thinking of Kentucky Fried Chicken. No, it makes sense. <laughs> it
1: doesn't make sense. I was thinking about it too. But the Reds, they did look. They called up the top one of the top prospects in all of baseball, and Ellie De La Cruz, and he is lighting a spark underneath the team. He's beating out ground balls to the first baseman for singles, and it's everybody. Everybody's feeding off this kid's energy. It it works for those first 15, 20 games in the league. We'll see how it works in three three months.
0: Why are you so skeptical? Because this is still
1: a team that sold off all of their best pieces last year.
2: is Fado got anything left on the tank?
1: He homered in his first game back. It was a well, nice Well, that's convincing. Yeah. I
0: mean, but he's been out all year, right? Now yeah. he's back. That was his yeah. first game back yesterday. Bringing this back to the Astros, here's the reason I like the under. I think this team's been in so many World Series, so many mm-hmm. pennant race, that at a certain point, if they're if they kind of— if it looks like a real long shot, do they stay as nitty-gritty? I mean, it's a long— I think
2: the Dodgers play. and Astros throw a blanket over both of them. I think both—I I, I really like both those unders, to be honest. See, the,
0: I think that—I agree, but I think the Dodgers still—they still—what have they won? One World Series? Yes. I, I don't feel like they feel like they fulfilled their— mission. And it
1: was a COVID World Series.
0: So. Yeah, it feels like Astros have—it's hard to say whatever happens to Astros this year that the last X number of years hasn't yeah. been successful. No right? doubt. So Dodgers, if they if they make the playoffs again or or miss the playoffs, I think it'd be I mean, they're still big favored to win the division, right? Even yes. though they're in third place right now?
2: Yes. I no, I think
0: what what place? Are they, are they're in they're third? third Yeah, they're San third? Fran went yeah. second, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you like anyone in that division? Uh I mean, I love Arizona. So air so you like Arizona or love Arizona. I love Arizona. Now, they're, they're... Vegas says they're gonna win eighty, eight and a half, fan graph says eighty-nine. I'd go over. So let's look at this then. So 89 for the D-backs. The Dodgers are projected to win 88 by by fan graphs. And uh, let's see here. The uh, Giants are 87. So actually this is saying... D backs win the division.
1: Yeah, the only concern I would have with Arizona, they have the sixth most difficult schedule remaining. Dodgers have the sixth easiest schedule
3: remaining.
0: You know this Houston team. Do, I mean, do you think there's a point to this that that maybe they're not scratching or scratching and crawling at the end?
3: They they'll scratch and claw all the way because everybody's still doubting them. They're, they still get called cheaters every ballpark well, they go. That's to. That's
0: going to happen no matter what. Yeah, they're cheaters. They,
3: so they want to keep they want to keep winning, shoving it in your face. It I really seem like, like
0: they're winning too much this year.
3: Well, like Scott said, they haven't had a, a full lineup this whole season.
0: Maybe because of all those extended seasons, just should like be. just like Kansas City. Remember?
1: Well, Altu- Altuve broke his hand getting hit by a pitch in the World Baseball Classic. That's he should have been
0: he should have been home resting. He Should have been home resting. resting. You're right. <laughs> you know something? <laughs> if I see what you get, what's out there? What can you get me out there? Take a gander.
2: Yeah, so what would it be with the William Hill number. That's the only place that, 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 that deals this this market.
0: It's the only place, in, yeah? And what's yeah. what number they got right now? I'll take a look.
2: See if it's up. A lot of times they have to update it the next morning. Yeah, yeah. And it's usually not up in the in the evening because the, the, the game's... Res-
0: you know, adds. I'm going to do impromptu here. That's how I'm going to do it. Let's do it. Here we go. We didn't know it was coming, but it was.
1: Anybody's guess. Ain't no good reason for getting all depressed. Buy up your pants.
0: Okay, we were under 91 coming into today. We'll see how it is. They won, so it'll be 91 and probably be 91 and a half. Uh, Well, that... uh, Yeah, yeah. In theory, it's whatever the fractional win share was, right? So... And they're minus 140 today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. I hope it's 92. Right? Because, I mean... If anything, if it's 91.5, and a half, I would have much rather bet it before this game a 91, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz they're only adding, they're not even they're only adding a half a game. Well, let's think about this. They sh- they were expected to win more than half, 0.6. Yeah. And they won 1.0. So it should go up 0. 0.4. Yeah, so if it goes in... actually now that I think about it, if it goes 91 and a half, I like it more. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Yeah. Cuz they only picked up 0. 0.4, but I'm getting an extra half game, yeah. 0.5. You I I don't I, I guess what I'm saying is this I like in general fading teams that are extra good or start out hot. And again, it's not like Houston's the hottest team, so there must be something about this team that they don't like.
3: Well, their offense stinks. their Their offense was pretty bad, and then Jordan Alvarez, who's by far their best player, got hurt, and he's out until maybe late July. Now they're saying maybe longer, right? maybe. And they
2: just pitched the race, which is why I had them as a three star today. So my Ooh. clients are happy. All right, yeah, and the like Mets it. stink.
0: There's, I like this. How
1: about there's, the Mets? still plus forty on the run differential? The Astros this year, it, uh,
0: oh. and how's that line up with the other teams? Like with their about their wins
1: uh, in oh in their oh with the win total? Yeah. Okay, so other oh, teams. Well, I mean, I mean, like uh, oh in their division the number of the wins second.
0: this year? Yeah.
1: Oh, in this in their second in their division at forty, despite being uh, you know they're a half game behind the Angels. Angels are only plus twenty three. Texas Rangers are plus one fifty.
0: <laughs> so, what do you think of? Uh, this Shotani, what is he minus four hundred to
1: win the MVP? to win the MVP? Yeah, I don't see how he doesn't win it
0: except the injury. His except, head would have to fall. Yeah, off. Yeah,
1: he literally he literally wow. leads in every offense. He's he leads in every offensive category. The only reason, and and I've said this before, he can he he he's the MVP every single season. If you just look at the most valuable yeah. player, no one does what he does, especially if he's going to be a top five pitcher and a top five hitter. Well, now he's like a top one hitter.
0: But hasn't yeah. even dropping off as a as a pitcher a little bit fractional. Yeah.
3: It's, he's still he's by far the best pitcher on his team. He, yeah. Leads, it leads his team in every offensive and pitching category.
1: He would have won the MVP last year if Aaron Judge didn't hit 62 home runs. Judge hit 62, you give it to him. Now that he didn't that. win it last year, it's there's. It's not like voter fatigue again.
2: Yeah, I agree. He wins. What, what happens if the Angels lose 11 out of 12 and he gets traded?
1: Well, then he'll become the first MVP to play for – oh, not well, – hap- that's the, happened before. In the American
2: uh, – yeah. Can't win the American League MVP that's if you're playing up in the National you League. Can. You Can you? You could. You could. It's happened before, I believe. Not if he gets traded it in has. July.
0: No, that's fascinating. I mean, really, you think Angels about are playing it. well, though, so
2: they're not mm. trading him. Hmm. That, that's that's my concern.
0: No, I think it's a valid. I mean, I think if anything, wait past the trade deadline. I think that. I think of all the X factors, you got to think him being traded in the National League is at least as big as him getting injured. Yeah. What for, I mean for an extended period. Yeah. I mean, because he can miss a month, I think he's st- mm-hmm. probably still win it, right? But he can't miss six weeks. I mean, it just feels a like a month, month and a
1: half is a long time that's to see somebody catch up. But I mean, there, there's no one that's that's coming close the, to the him. The two right guys now.
3: that were the closest were Aaron Judge, Judge, Judge and Jordan and Alvarez, Alvarez, and they both got hurt, hit the IL. <laughs> All
0: right, so I make it official. Under 91 and a half is what it looks like. That will be as of Wednesday morning for the Houston Astros. And Scott's got his multiple picks, in which we disagree on the Yankees.
1: The Yankees we disagree on, yes.
0: All right. Moving on to the NBA, the National Basketball Association. Some call it the association. I don't. Yeah, I think that's wise of you. I call it the league. Can you play in the league? Did you, call it, did you say this league? No, no. Like what the kids say the, these days? The league. Can you play in the league? Now, nah, it does have an arm for the league, you know. All right. <laughs> Faz, what are you doing gambling-wise on the draft? Nothing. What happened? Why? The NBA draft is not
2: offered for wagering in Las Vegas. And on the East Coast, I was thinking about flying out there to bet, but all reports indicate that the limits that are being taken by all of the books, not just by some of them, have been sliced not by a margin of like 50%, but literally they're taking, like, $30, $100. Cockerel
1: yeah.
0: Well, you're saying they don't want to just give money away?
2: They feel, the bookmakers, that this is too predetermined, and they're tired of booking bets on things that um, word gets out, especially as the draft is fast approaching in the final 48 hours.
0: They're only holding 10%. Yeah, I mean it's just not enough. It's
2: it's ridiculous. Which is was your same complaints about the NFL draft.
0: Hall of Fame bookmakers my ass. <laughs> well, the I mean here's the thing, Vegas uh, let's be candid. I I'm going to take a little credit here. This has been 10 years I've been talking about how Vegas was had a monopoly at the time, and they weren't doing anything. They, they, I mean, when Cantor came in and tried to do things aggressively, everyone was so mad. It's like, why are they trying to do that? We're just sitting here eating pistachios and being happy with our big belly. It's like, you no, know, not every bookmaker. Like again, I, a guy like Jimmy Vaccaro, he put up the Buster Douglas Tyson fight. I mean, he always was held back. If anything, he was held back by ownership because ownership's going to be less, have less gamble than a really good book maker typically, right? Yes. But a lot of these guys are more like bookkeepers. Exactly.
2: And so the only reason they're, they've they expanded their menus, finally, but for years, like this whole Nerfy, Yurfy, yes, run first inning, no run first inning stuff, was never offered in Vegas at all. And then it, what happened is that the East Coast came in, swooped in the books there, and they all offered it. And finally, Vegas, the dinosaurs, are like, oh, you know what? Maybe
0: we should expand some of our offerings. But in a way, it's kind of smart. If the market gets liquid globally, at least then you feel good you got the right number up. Yeah. Right. When you're one of the handful that's putting it up, you could just be wrong, wrong, wrong. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's again, I think it's stupid that they are so— rest- I don't mind them saying, here's a nickel limit. Or whatever, like that, exactly. Put it up and just restrict
2: the, the yeah, you know, most your exposure.
0: People, most people are not going to bet more than a nickel anyway, so you're denying a bunch of people over being scared of the sharps. Hell, and-
2: make it three hundred. Ninety five percent of the people, ninety eight percent of the people can bet whatever they want.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, so but we do have odds offshore on uh, second and first picks, pretty much a lock. Second, well, you know, as much as anything could be. I mean. I would, they say if he blew out both knees, it'd still go number like the day before. <laughs> if I had any
2: money after losing it all in Purdue, I would put it all in Wenbayaya Wimb- minus the uh, two. Uh,
0: you might, might t- want to get that name straight. Wenbam Wim- Wim-
3: Yama. <laughs> no, that's right. Wenbanyama. Wim- that's what I said. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yabadabadu.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, so wh- who's going second? Who's going third? I know it's
4: been oscillating.
0: It's been changing every
1: day. Yes, exactly. The, 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 the...
4: Big update during the pod. Oh, mm-hmm. go ahead, Mackenzie. When we started this pod a few hours ago, it was even money. Now Brandon Miller is minus 490 to go number two. Now that's interesting because for a
0: long time, up until recently. This morning, Scrooge Henderson was minus
1: 275. Yep.
0: <laughs> oh, I forgot about that, Mackenzie. On air, was that at Fox? Yeah. I had, uh, how do you pronounce that, Fez? Banchero? Banchero. <laughs> uh, plus 270, I said, is going f- number one. Boom. You believe that? Unbelievable. <sighs> but Ch- not this year, I don't know. Chasing think. steam. That, <laughs> was that right? I probably was. <laughs> no, I actually believe in information like that. These are the time. Now, again, you can see it's jumping from even money, in this case with Miller, or plus 100, some would say, to minus 490. Now, you know, this has moved back and forth because Scoot was—what's um. What's his last name? Henderson. Henderson. Scoot was someone that was, like, in theory, was in the mix for the number one pick a year ago. I mean, that's how P- he was, people were talking. Yeah,
3: he was the closest thing.
0: No, no, I'm saying there was real doubt who they were going to take is what the— and again, it's, the same thing was the case with um, Trevor Lawrence and, and Fields. I think maybe the media does gin that up a little bit when there's like one guy that's really on top. But then it's like, but you know, this number two guy is actually could go one. That's a good story. Mm. But then at least that was what the story was. Now it doesn't look like he's even going two. And boy, this is fascinating with the Bob. Well, is it the Bobcats though? Or what are they? The Hornets. The Hornets. Okay. Is the Hornets and it's the Vancouver Grizzlies, right? Nope. Still not. Memphis. Oh, God. Um <laughs> the Hornets, um, Michael Jordan has sold effectively, I think, but it hasn't been finalized. They've got uh Lamello, ball, and who's a point guard. And Scoot's a point guard, right? Yep. So the theory is, is it going to, you know, this was more
3: about they didn't want an overlap. Which is a big problem for the team with the third pick in the draft, the Portland Trail Blazers.
0: Well, I don't agree with that at all. I think Scoot's who they wanted. That's by Bill Simmons' report. What do you think?
3: I just, I think it's hard to imagine both those guys playing with the ball. And Lillard wants well, the ball. Point guard,
0: and- the point guard isn't about. What is he? Five eleven, right, Scoot? I mean, he's he's more traditional point guard, right? Where he doesn't, he's not just wanting the ball to score; he's wanting to distribute, right? Yeah. So the offense runs through
3: him, but the offense runs through Damian Lillard now. Plus, Lillard could be traded. I mean, I'm,
0: well, that's the I mean, conversation here, every season. Here's the debate, and and we can bring Mackenzie in for this. Is so here's what I'm hearing: is the whole threading the needle stuff is. It's going to take a miracle for Portland to be competitive, or, or to have a chance, really be a title contender. So they can't be hedging to the future. So they probably have to take this three, and there is big demand for Scoot if he, if it's him at three or available, and you trade for some, you know, maybe a Jalen, I mean a Jalen Brown, and a couple draft choices or a couple draft choices from Portland and the number three for Brown. Now is that the right decision for Boston? I don't know, but that's something Simmons mm-hmm. likes that trade, you know, as a Boston fan. Now all of a sudden you got Jalen Brown, you got Dame, and you got um, who's the uh, who's the guy they took like two years ago? Anthony Simons. Uh, all right, who did they take last year? Is who I'm thinking of. Oh, the- Shaden Sharp. Yeah, the Sharp is someone they uh, people were real happy with his trajectory, yeah, right? Good. Yeah, no doubt. So, but the question is, is he going to be ready to go by the time Dame? Because maybe you trade, wrap up two of the, you know, that's the talk, right? Or you trade Dame, you take Scoot, now you've got the couple guys he's mentioning, you know, Sharp being one of them, and you got Scoot, and now for the trade of Dame, you've got some draft choices, and now you're in that kind of OKC, though not fully.
3: I think that's the smart move because I think we've seen the ceiling of Portland with Dame. Well, with the supporting Cassie's hat, the question is, what what can you bring back for Dame that feels like you're not getting? Uh, I think I think you're getting about two thirds of what
0: you what you got for um, Durant. Can you get Can you get Zion for Dame? Zion. Well, that brings up an interesting point. Let's bring Mackenzie in for sure. So it wasn't that long ago. In fact, oh, this is going to play out badly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, holding someone accountable for the for what they say? That's the way we do it here, Steve. Luckily, no, so the topic of conversation was the trade value of L- the Lothario of New Orleans. <laughs> Is that a fair nickname? Sure. Or the a
3: hunk of or hun- the lard Thario of. Ah,
0: that's good. <laughs> Are you starting to
3: take fish oil? I've been I've been taking a, uh, a an acting class, comedy class. Is that true? No, it's absolutely false. <laughs> go, going back to my old school. How'd joke. you going though. <laughs>
0: you could have said, "I got cancer. I'm trying to live life with a smile." On my face. And then go, "No, I'm joking."
3: You would have laughed harder. <laughs> uh,
0: Maybe. No, no. Once you said it was a joke, you know, I would laugh.
4: Mackenzie, do you want to recap? Let's let him recap it so he can do it. Yeah, it was uncanny how it played out. So, we were looking at Bill Simmons at that point, most recent trade value list. And I think John Morant was sixth and Zion Williamson was seventh. Mm -hmm. And you were saying, well, there's no way he's worth anything close to that now. Exactly. And my point was, well, he was injured in February when this list was made, he's injured now. I don't see a major adjustment. There's no way he's outside of the top 20 at this point. Now,
0: here's what's interesting
4: we actually have tape of this. So right. he get, just gave his
0: version. Let's see what the truth really was. What's changed? What's changed? Not, what,
4: not, what's changed? <clears throat> We're back. Is that fair? That's fair. <laughs> I might have been a little more petulant. Like that. <laughs> good word.
0: So, so do you believe now that they're... Because you do agree that the market... It seems to be what they're saying mm-hmm. is... Is would you call him Lathar? Lord Thario? L- that's funny, Lord I mean, that would go viral. I think. Don't you? What do you what? think, Scott? You have a feel for that kind of stuff. It's clever. Yeah. <laughs> they say he will not be on the hor-
4: or on uh, Pelicans. The Pelicans, no matter what. Well, yeah. Bill Simmons said a person he trusted told him which he hadn't heard before, and it surprised him that by the end of draft week, you will not be a Pelican. Sign Williams. Yeah, so
0: it's it's not saying if we can get the right price. They're saying we have to offload him at all costs, if it takes a handcart or not.
4: <laughs>
0: yes, that's what someone to- close to Bill Simmons told him. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, Simmons isn't one to report stuff that's not true. I, I, I Let's just say this: Would you? Would you? If I laid minus one fifty, that that's correct. Would you want to book it? No. Yeah, so you think it's far more than 50% likely?
4: Yeah. That seems like a major shift from what's changed. Well, I mean, let's talk about something that's changed. Do we think the sex tapes, all this you know, possible porn tapes out there, all this you know, social media hubbub, do you think that hurts his trade value or it's just uh, fodder? Well, what do you think? What, what, what would you do as a GM? I don't think I—I I mean, the thing that—, that would cause me pause is that one of his lady friends was like, Hey man, I was trying to get you in shape when, when ho number three is trying to get <laughs> you in shape. It's, it's probably speaking to his character. It probably does affect my uh, perception of how serious he is right now.
0: But wouldn't the fact that he's out for mo- for like a half a uh, calendar year on a
4: hamstring pool
0: also make you think maybe he wasn't quite in the gym every day. Yeah, I was,
4: I was overly optimistic probably in, in his, uh in his health, in his commitment to his fitness. Yeah. And you know what? I don't even blame the guy. Because let's just say
0: that he was... uh, First off, he's one of the greatest on the court. Like, if he would have got a blow... Like, if he would have had a Gale Sales-type injury where he was out for his career effectively, instead of that, like, at some point, I guess even in January, right, when this happened, in 10 years, we'd look at him as maybe he could have been one of the five best players of all time. I mean, if you look at his stats... You look at at his youth. It's like the, the, if he had the right trend line. I mean, top five doesn't seem crazy, does it,
4: McKenzie? It doesn't. He reminds me of a young Michael Jordan. At least he did in college and he was putting up Shaq-like numbers in his rookie year. Like if you look at Shaq with the Magic in 94, Zion in his first couple years, it's the same player statistically. Plus it but he was able to play he was a Shaq for the for the 2020s. Right, he could handle it. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, what is that the all 36 number that was the most yes, impressive? Yes, Joel Embiid has passed him. I think he's number 2 now, but between, there's Michael Jordan Joel Embiid and Zion Williamson, as far as points per thirty-six minutes, those are your top three in the
0: history of the That's NBA. That's
4: incredible. Yeah. So, and this guy, you know, effectively,
0: he's still what is he like twenty-two? Twenty-two, yeah. So, just like Trey Lance, he's young, <laughs> but but the fact of the matter obligatory is obligatory. Mention we got it in, <laughs> yeah. But the fa- but the fa- with well, the quarterback draft next, I yeah, can't yeah. wait to see Mackenzie take number one. I'd <laughs> be trading up. <laughs> Get, look, hold my beer. Uh, yeah, it does seem like at some point the NBA is giving us – let's be candid. If Phoenix could have put this team together and win it, you know, let's say last year, if uh, Brooklyn could win it, all the stuff we were taught about basketball goes out the window. We can't watch Hoosiers anymore. <laughs> we, I mean, it's like we're going to think this doesn't – it's all just beyond this. It's just who, how good you are, how high you can jump. The fact that – a guy like the joker wins it. It, it to me it makes me like basketball more cuz you know the athletic guys are going to win some of them but if they win some
4: of them but the the heartfelt guys or the gritty guys win some of them that sounds like a fun league basketball has always been a mix of skill and athleticism and i feel like we just naturally say well athleticism matters more i don't think it, i don't think but it necessarily does but kevin durant does. has the most skill and athleticism of anyone I think there's in the, a gym by himself. You're right. You well, know, I one, one anyway, drill is shooting, but I, not necessarily con- connecting with his teammates. Like Joe but that,
0: that isn't skill. That is an athleticism. That's a third. That's the intangibles. It, you know, maybe that's work ethic. I mean, what made Jordan Jordan? Work ethic, will to win, tenacity. Yeah, mindset. Yeah, that. There's a good Enormous one. Hands. <laughs> Enormous hands. Enormous. Well, then Leonard would have a few more titles, and <laughs> yeah. But, but the fact is, let's say there's three things, right? Athleticism, and skill, and mindset. mindset. That that's an interesting league to me, as opposed, you know, and look at someone like Giannis. Giannis, you know, they didn't. The skill was the question mark, and he's improving that. But mindset, amazing. Athleticism, amazing. He's one of the five best, three best players.
1: Yeah. Right. I mean, Kobe. Mindset, athleticism, skill. LeBron. Mindset, athleticism, skill.
0: Well, I would say mindset's the a half. A, you know, whatever I give LeBron myself, LeBron a B minus on mindset, and I give him an A on the well skill. Yeah, I, I'll give him an A on the other two. And thus, he's one of the top five players. Mm-hmm. I think. I think Jordan's one where it's A A A. Now, you could say teammate questions. But if you're that good and you can get people to follow you, you don't need that's probably the hard way to get people, you know, through fear or whatever, but he did it. What's right? Steph Curry? Well, skills through the roof. He might be the most skillful player ever. His mindset's through the roof, and I think his athleticism is is probably a C. Okay. I mean for, for the NBA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so and he's like, which is why he wasn't a high draft pick. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, right now, I think Simmons has him on his pyramid, like 11th or something, or 10th. I mean, right in the top, right around there. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting. Like Larry Bird, Mm -hmm. you know, is going to get you high. Well, that's interesting. Skill is going to be as high as anyone ever, mindset as high as anyone. (laughs) But (laughs) athleticism is going to be like a, a D, you know, D plus. Now, is height part of athleticism? It is. Yeah, then, okay, C-minus, right? So, But isn't it fascinating where we can see where these people are slotted? Like, Wilt didn't have the mindset. Couldn't shoot free throws. Yeah, so... I saw he went two for 21
2: in a, in a game on a box score.
0: Oh, on free throws? Yeah, there was, he was one... Still, it still scored 100 points. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, he had 10 points,
0: 10 assists, and 38 rebounds. That was against the Knicks, right? <laughs> Maybe. In Hershey, I it, Pennsylvania, yes. Yeah. Um, my understanding was the Knicks were running out the shot clock. Just in, oh, we wouldn't get hundred. Yeah, so That's hilarious. But there's not even footage of that game. I there's wish no we could have live wagered that. <laughs> I'd be like Stay. slowing it down. I'd be, like, you know, the, the thing I thought about myself. My biggest bet ever, and I wasn't betting because I was ten. My biggest bet ever would have been fading the U.S. hockey team in eighty, in, in the game after <laughs> Russia. I swear well, yeah. to God, I would have thought this the is a letdown it. spot. You know. It,
1: it, it. Now see, what, <laughs> what you what you needed to do was you needed to find out the results and then bet with a
2: bookie that didn't know that the game
0: was already over. Uh-huh. Been there, done that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the first time I ever noticed the point spread in the paper, there was a game, it was a playoff game, and the team was favored by 2.5. half. All right, And I said, this is the most ridiculous line I've ever seen. There is no way they're not going to win this game. Oh, my God. And I was, I was like 15 or whatever. All right, And uh, it was close the whole way, but the team finally got the touchdown, got up by 7. I'm like, well, it was a tough struggle, but I was right. They got it done. That was the drive game
0: and Cleveland blew it against Denver. I would have huh. lost. Huh. And and so your sanctimonious know-it all ways started there. Would have been 0-1. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So do we agree, McKenzie, that like with Phoenix this year, you were like, I didn't realize how much cohesion mattered. Yep. Now with Zion, that maybe you need to adopt just a little bit more of this mindset factor or the intangibles in your handicap. Yes. And even without it, how's your two-year
4: record? 56.8%. 500 plays. So not 57? No. I wanted to go 2-0 on the last game of the finals. It would have made me 57, but I didn't. That's a good goal for next year. Yes, sir. (laughs) I mean, Faz, we say this every time we bring it up, but
0: I mean, almost incomprehensible.
2: Yeah, with that big of a volume, it's impossible.
0: I mean, and uh, again, I think he's just getting better. All right, that's Mackenzie Rivers. Now, what do we think of this trade for Phoenix? Faz what's your right, so Bradley Beal goes there and what they send back?
4: Chris Paul who likely will be bought Landry out Schmidt. Yeah and two uh, second round draft picks.
0: Okay. Two. And again, apparently with the new apron and all that stuff, these second rounders get more valuable, but it's a modest amount. Uh, Fez we'll start with you then go to Mackenzie. what do you think?
2: I can't see how it, it helps anybody. everybody
0: loses it's, you got well, t- Washington's rebuilding yeah so they, they, they're trying to tear it down. Sure.
2: Um, and, you know and, and Chris Paul's still a capable starter, but mm. I mean so far past his prime, I can't see how any of this moves the needle at all.
0: Okay for, for Washington, but how about I mean let's agree Beal's better than Chris Paul right now by a big margin.
2: Yeah, he's 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 better, and next and then next year he's going to be much better because Chris Paul is going to be basically out of the league because right, he's thirty eight. So, 38. so right.
0: th- that Phoenix has to be upgraded at that point. right? You're right. You're right. Yes, but I mean their depth is so poor. You know, but it was poor before. Now they got one. They've just <laughs> upgraded a player. You're right. You're right. It's not
4: like they gave up four guys. Right? It's a good point. Yeah, McKenzie. What do you think? I think they didn't lose anything. They didn't lose. I mean, Chris Paul was a guy that they were reportedly going to release if they weren't able to trade him, and Landry Schmidt wasn't a guy that was going to factor in. Second round picks aren't going to matter for a team that's all in right now. Well, so maybe it maybe
0: sense. it would. In
4: theory, you could get a little bit
0: of depth. But let's offer. Let's agree to the following, and then we'll go back to McKenzie. Is Phoenix at playoff time will be much better than Phoenix in November and December because what you're going to get trading deadline type trades, but then buyouts. Is mm. where if you're a player like a um who's a good analogy? Like uh <laughs> You would say like a Chris Paul. Or <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I, <laughs> Ironically. I, you know, that's a good point. Um
4: or uh oh god who's Kevin a, Love was this year got Yeah, butter. yeah, that's a that's good a example. Good, yeah. But
0: I was thinking about uh Aldridge from the Marcus Spurs Aldridge went yeah, went to the the Nets, right? Is those kind of guys, Phoenix is going to be destination one, and, and really there won't be a destination two, it seems mm. like. Because it's going to be so thin, you can be in the seven-man rotation, even if you're you know a little—
4: Yeah, if I'm P.J. Tucker, I could yeah. go to Denver and they'll sign me, but I'm not going to play probably in the finals. If I go to Phoenix, they got to play me. And if it's a buyout, the money isn't a huge deal typically. Right. So I think Phoenix is going to be better for
0: the playoffs. So I win total for the season, I don't know. But title odds, I see
4: it. Continue, though, Mackenzie. Speaking of those title odds, they went from nine to one to six plus six fifty by our five book consensus. But the Westgate, they were the lowest on the Suns before. They were at ten to one, and now they're the highest on the Suns of any book at six to one. And I tend to agree because I'm looking at their the chart of their mm. odds. They were plus four fifty entering these playoffs. They're going to be a lot more talented than they were entering these playoffs. Maybe the nuggets are better, but I think I think they should have been upgraded more.
2: You know, these are convincing arguments. I'm I I was not up on this, and I apologize so, Ma- for that. McKen- I mean, I like what Mackenzie's saying.
0: But yeah, and if you listen closely to what Mackenzie said, I think the most important thing he says is, "What did they give up?" Well, they gave up something—big money, right? Meaning that this owner is going to have a you know a, an apron type situation, which again isn't just money, but it limits the trade you can make, et cetera, et cetera. So it feels like they're really going for it this year and next year, and then the apron's going to hurt them. God,
3: yeah, they have five players right now under contract: mm-hmm. Booker, Beal, Durant, Aiton, and Cameron Payne. And not only are they over the salary cap, they're over the luxury tax threshold mm-hmm. for the
0: next couple of years. So, well, wow, I mean, next couple of years presupposes everything stays the
4: same. So, sure, can they A lot load, of people are man? saying uh, DeAndre Aiton will be moved so that they can get a little less money, a little more players. Well, see, I'm hearing two things with that. One is what he
0: just said, which is maybe you get three serviceable rotation guys for him for Aiden, or maybe they just say we're so far over now because once you hit that second apron, like the Warriors did, like. But now this is new. This is all this apron stuff is new. The luxury tax has been there, yeah. but is once you hit that, second, there's no like penalty past. Like you keep paying on that money, but it's not like a third level penalty. So maybe they're going to say we're past the second. Screw it. Let's go let's, for it this year. Let's keep Aiden. And, and, and if they do, all of a sudden now, he's your fourth best player?
1: Yeah. yeah. The report that I read was that they were unwilling to include Aiden in a deal. See, I heard Beal. the
0: opposite. I heard they were trying to get rid of
4: him. Then I, so I don't know. I, what did you hear on that, Mackenzie? I heard that they're actively shopping him once they got Beal because they want more, more depth. But they are okay with keeping him. Here's my question. It's the main question. Who's better?
0: Project out Phoenix, project out though what they're going to have when they can get buyouts, et cetera, and compare them to Brooklyn with the big three in Brooklyn. How do they compare? And then if Aiden's still there, you know the fourth guy's better, but Durant's the same guy. You can say he's a year older or whatever, right? Okay. Can they comfort- I think the
2: Suns team is better. Can they comfortably make the playoffs and load management pro- properly? I I mean,
0: what's the load? Ma- I mean, I
2: want to be the sixth seed, and I want to rest these guys as much as possible.
0: I think the intrinsic injuries that all these guys <laughs> tend to <laughs> have is, gives them the rest. Well, I mean, I don't think yeah. you can. Re- I think you can want to. I don't know. We'll see. You got to give them time
3: together too. One thing I'd say about Brooklyn is James Harden at that time. Was like two years removed from being the MVP of the league.
0: Well, well, remember James Harden at the time was it was a shock. I mean, he 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 was so out of shape in Houston. Are you still, the, I mean, uh-huh. he ran himself out of town. Yeah. And then it was a shock how well he was playing in Brooklyn. But he was playing that well. Let's agree to that. Mm-hmm. But my point is, I mean, Mackenzie, how do you rank that
4: versus the second best player on Phoenix? I think it's funny. I think they're. Comparable and they're going in opposite directions. James Harden was an MVP level type player that was falling off. Devin Booker, I think, is gonna be an MVP type level. I think level Booker
0: player. right now is better than than Harden. Been Brooklyn, was. James Harden. Yeah. I
1: think I so. I think so too. I think Booker Booker, Booker can score 60 on any, on any given night. He
4: shot 20 for 25 in an NBA playoff
0: game. That's crazy. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and and BO, I think.
0: I think if Kyrie played 100% of the games and was serious, I think Kyrie's probably a little better, but not much. Mm. But but and consider, I think, considering the, all the other influences, though, you've got to say Beal. When you get to the fourth man, there's nobody that's on the level of eight. So it's a tie because it's the same person. Let's call it a tie with Harden. Let's call it a tie with Irving. And, and let's even call it a tie with Beal. Fourth is better. Brooklyn had more depth, but Phoenix has a chance to have depth. At minimum, this is an equal assembly of talent.
1: And that team was overwhelmingly favorites to win the NBA title. Even when everyone was hurt and they were bad, but just the idea of them coming back, they were still the favorite
0: to win. And if you look at their numbers when they actually played together, it was shockingly Mm -hmm. good. Mm
4: -hmm. So McKenzie, in a weird way, it feels like they might be undervalued here. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the more we talk it out, the more it makes sense. Like this, te- the, the Nets were plus two hundred and fifty after they traded Harden for Ben Simmons. Ooh. They were plus two hundred and fifty title favorites entering that year. This team is three times the payout as that. Doesn't make any sense. I mean, maybe Kevin Durant's a year older, more injury prone, but I think if anything, they're as good as that Nets team or better.
0: Guys, when you need NBA insight, come here. We'll take care of you. What do you think? You convinced? I'm convinced.
2: And and you know, I'll be the first to admit, I'm I'm a guy that rightly or wrongly, the NBA season ends, and I'm like, all right, time to win a baseball. And I don't give it my, the prior, a priority.
0: So code is, Fez is trying to win for you, and that's why he's falling a little short on the NBA talk. Yes, very short. So you're, you're really almost like altruistically, you're, you're suffering the slings and arrows of my criticisms, though unspoken, you can tell by my eyes. You're saying, I'll accept that just to win for my people. Yes. All right. Is there anything else that we need to talk about? Oh, same game parlays. So yes. tell us what's happening in uh, Caesars, right?
1: Uh, it's coming. Yeah, it's here in Vegas. Uh, Caesars has unveiled a new app, a new mobile app, C- uh, Caesars Sports Nevada. And it is the first.
0: So is this William Hill?
1: William Hill is going to be revamping their app, too, shortly. But Caesars okay. is the but first they're one. they're two different
0: brands. Yes. Oh, okay.
1: But Caesars, the new Caesars Nevada mobile app. Does include betting options like same game parlays.
0: So Fez, I think that makes it official. This football season, every week we're giving them a same game parlay. Every week. As long as we find value. I I listen, if I put if I sharpen yeah. my pencil to it, we're finding value. We find we find a correlation that looks well, like an let's, anti-correlation let's be I honest. like it. I don't think that's our threshold. I think our threshold is we find the best bet. That is a same game parlay because what percentage of the audience is going to bet a same game parlay no matter what? Seventy percent. Some percentage, some material percentage. Yeah. And if we give, let's say we had something that's negative two percent EV, it's still eighteen percent better than what it, it, they're
2: going to do come up with.
0: Probably. So on I think average. we give it regardless, but I think that's we a went compelling on the, argument. I think we win on the year. Yeah. But I'm gonna do some long, I'm gonna have like a smart, like a little um, a blend, like some stuff at even money, some stuff at twenty to one.
1: I like it. Yeah, I like that. And it's also connected to your rewards account. So Ooh. we'll all oh. be seven stars before we do no
2: no, it. <laughs> no, no, we won't. What happened? They scaled back the rewards significantly, such that for
0: everyone, or they downgraded
2: for you e- for everybody. So if you make straight bets, you used to get. Point two percent back. Now you get point one percent back. But the parlays... thats about half. But the parlays used to be like one percent, like and even two percent back, and they scaled it back by like eighty percent on so parlays. So were you
0: trying to find like correlated parlays that were break even, just to churn?
2: I would anything, anything that I could parlay. Though I was getting so many points for, I loved playing parlays. No, they're not. Yeah.
0: They're not pulling back your points, though, are they? No. So where do we got to go? I I heard you sent AJ down for some kind of uh, anniversary dinner or something. What that was, was pretty sweet, huh? What
2: was that? Well,
3: nobu.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: No, no, nobu is like— Oh, listen to him like he forgot. What, what, what? <laughs> nobu is my, nobu yeah. is my favorite restaurant in Las Vegas, in Caesar's Palace, and you're arguably—
0: You're like a child. Whenever something comes up, you're, like, do you think this conversation is about your favorite—it's about him getting that comp?
2: It's like the third most expensive restaurant, <laughs> so I was happy to be able to help him out with points, yes. Okay, okay. Hmm. Very. Generous.
0: I guess I might have lost my invitation in the mail.
3: Well, you haven't been married to me for fifteen
0: years. Well, that's well. Listen, your wife does. You know what's funny? Your wife deserves it, no doubt. All right, so I guess we're gonna have to see. Now, here's the question: It feels like they're not gonna have the correlation algorithm that DraftKings has, or whatever. Do you think there might be some weak spots here early? No.
2: Why not? Because I think they're cockroaches. On these same game parlays, they just look into me- they're, they're They're specifically putting it in to raise their hold percentage. Well,
0: that's their job.
2: Mark tape.
3: Uh, tape has just said something negative about Caesars. Well, because they love
0: Caesars. The they, they took down well,
3: <laughs> They're giving him less points now. Yeah. Though. I'm <laughs> just <laughs> throwing that out there. He he's said gonna, something he, negative. He's
0: going to give him one fifth as much love. That's he's it. When one the, fifth when the when croissants.
2: The, when the free valet takes his car tomorrow, he's going to say something. Caesars and Circa are the clear cut top two books in Vegas.
0: <laughs> is there any chance we get. <laughs> Honestly, though, you do got to try. If something comes up, you can't, like, it's like this a Wisconsin's playing Penn State. I drove through Wisconsin once. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you're like Rain Man, like, like just randomly talking about. <laughs> Wisconsin's where cheese comes from.
4: I mean, it's like. A lot of people say Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> When I had a speech impediment, I said Wisconsin. I mean,
2: what the. <laughs> You have to try their Harvardy. Yeah. And all their teams
0: are boring and slow. All right. I think we're gonna end it there. This was two separate shows, but the second one, we always let Fez take us out. Hey. Hey! Let's be careful out there. Cheese is dairy.